Marcast is made possible by Hayes Marketing and Digital, the recruiting experts in marketing and digital roles across Australia for a wide range of industries and job functions. I genuinely think we're approaching a golden age for marketing where the reality of what a marketing function does goes way beyond the traditional meaning of the term marketing. Welcome to Marcast, the Marketing Mag podcast series. One-on-one conversations with Australia's, and in this case, the world's sharpest marketing minds. My name is Josh Lowe. I'm Assistant Editor for Marketing, and I'm so pleased to bring you the second part of this conversation with Ben Ice, Editor of Marketing, and Sholto Douglas-Hume, Global CMO at Hayes. This episode, Sholto explains his overarching marketing philosophy, why the jargon marketers use to give themselves an air of expertise can ultimately have the reverse effect, and why nothing in this industry is ever as bad or as good as it first seems. Ben and Scholz will also get further into the weeds of the evolving CMO role, how it and the practice of marketing will shift in the next five years, and what Scholz looks for in prospective new team members. And what about what you sort of take to the office with you every day? Do you have any overarching marketing philosophy that you apply? Uh, yeah, I do, actually. Uh, the first is, and I did touch on this earlier, never use marketing speak or gobbledygook when explaining plans or ideas or or, or most importantly, your results, your impact to non-marketing people. Marketers do it to make themselves look expert, but it often has the reverse effect and and can lose your audience. You've got to be able to communicate what you do outside of the marketing bubble. So that's, that's the first kind of guiding principle. My second is this, nothing is ever as good or as bad as it first seems. And now that might sound a bit depressing to some people because <laughs> you want it to be as good as you thought it was. But in the professional world, at least, it really does pay to, to reflect and, and consider before jumping to a conclusion. And I, by nature, I'm kind of glass half full and I'm, I do jump to an instinctive judgment because I think, well, I've been around the block a few times, you know, that's right or that's wrong. But I'm learning after all these years that you consciously have to throttle back before you express your view or your decision, because things take time to percolate. And whilst I might trust my initial judgment, there's no need to share it straight away. So I just have learned to bite my tongue a little bit and reflect in private. So you you talk about uh, communicating the performance of marketing, but not using the language of marketing to people outside of marketing. Are you talking about dollars, business growth, sales, those types of things? I, I think... The easiest way to look at it is what are the metrics that drive the business? And and if it is dollars, if it is sales, whatever it might be, talk in that language. But within that, organizations will have their own, you know, language, language and their and their own key metrics. And and there's no need for marketing not to report on what it's doing from a marketing point of view, but just to recognize that not everyone speaks that same language. So sometimes maybe frame it a different way as opposed to, you know, here's our traffic stats or here's our engagement figure or CTR. And not everyone in an organization knows what CTR is. You know, so it's just the penny has to drop with marketeers that you're not communicating marketing to marketeers. I'm not saying rocket science here, but just... I've had to learn to often kind of think twice about how to present information and how you might discuss it in your team versus how you might discuss it to a board. They're very different. 
I want to ask you about uh, the this changing role of the CMO uh, as a CMO yourself, but also one who works at a, a large global recruitment firm. Uh, CMO tenures are notoriously short, and there's a recent trend of big brands dropping or uh, or dividing the role, so dropping it to replace with something like a chief growth officer, or maybe splitting it into something like a chief customer officer on one hand and a chief data officer on another. Uh, how do you sort of view the CMO role currently and, and, and the way it fits in with the world of business and brand? Well, the role of the CMO has to fit in an organisation where the CEO wants it to. And I know that sounds very simplistic, but I absolutely promise you that um, whilst much is written about how the CMO's responsibility are changing and evolving, but the only way a CMO can succeed is if they have the respect and support and very clear direction from their CEO. Now, as an adjunct to that, if a CMO or marketing director doesn't report directly to a CEO and reports to another avenue, they're more likely to be operating at the vagaries of, of the organization and, and be faced with additional hurdles. Now, having said that, there is no doubt that the responsibilities that would logically fall under the CMO are expanding, as you indicated. And I would hope that that will mean or that will drive a lot more organizations and a lot more CEO to recognize that marketing as a function should report directly to the CEO and be represented at the executive board level. So whether they're called chief growth officer or, or any other term, it, in my mind, it's slightly academic because it's what the CEO is, is demanding or expecting of their CMO or whatever dimension you put around that. And then the, they have to have the, the remit to deliver against that. So how do things work between you and your CEO? How would you describe that uh, that working relationship? I was hired by the new CEO of Hayes uh, back in 2008, and marketing was not represented on, on the executive board of Hayes at that point. And he made it very clear that I had to um, build a, a global brand and, and work really closely hand in love with, with all of the other representatives on that executive board. And by having his support and direction has made it very easy for me to do what needs to be done because we're all aligned with where we're going with our brand and what the role of marketing is. And it's only because of that clarity that makes my role much easier. Uh, and as I said, if you're reporting through other other avenues of an organisation, it does become hard to kind of have a very clear path for what marketing is delivering for an organisation. Why do you think the role is changing so much? And more importantly, uh, why do you think the definition of it is so hard to lock down the CMO role? Well, I do think marketing is in the hot seat now, and it's increasingly recognised more and more as a key engine of growth in an organisation. And that's because of the combination of the availability of huge swathes of data on the one hand, and access to increasingly sophisticated marketing technology on another. And this scenario is rapidly elevating the role of influence of marketing in an organization and forcing management teams to reappraise how marketing operates within their setup. And I, I genuinely think we're approaching a golden age, a golden era for marketing, where the reality of what a marketing function does goes way beyond the traditional meaning of the term marketing. Some people are saying we should rename the function, but I disagree because it's like saying, well, let's rename the finance function because they do so much more than 
refinance. You know, I'd really like the CMO function or CMO role to build its impact and reputation through the mastery of data and analytics to go alongside their ability to represent the consumer voice and build brands that inspire loyalty and longevity through through creative thinking. You have touched on your sort of hybridised B2B and B2C at your role. Uh, most of the more publicised examples of brands moving away from the CMO role are at B2Cs. Uh, is the role a little more shielded at a B2B company? Well, yes, the role of this of the CMO will vary between B2B and B2C organisations, but it also varies between sector. So the job description for a CMO in a major retailer will be very different to that of a CMO in a major tech firm like Facebook or, or Twitter. But it all goes back to my earlier point, that the role of a CMO is fundamentally dictated by whether or not the role reports to the CEO. That is the defining factor of how a CMO would operate in an organisation. Hayes is obviously on the forefront of knowledge when it comes to what firms are looking for in their marketing hires. What are companies looking for in marketers today? Are there any trends that stand out to you? Any big changes? Well, as ever, there's a split between generalist marketeers, those who are comfortable managing the full spectrum of marketing disciplines, and then those with specialist or technical skills in specific areas such as digital comms, automation, etc. But when it comes to what companies are looking for in hiring marketing leaders, because I think that's probably what the real value of, of what the real issue is, I, I think that I would prioritise three areas. First is the ability to define, articulate and execute the marketing vision for an organisation. Secondly, to have the stature to personally have the stature and gravitas to be able to attract, hire and motivate top marketing talent to join their own teams. And third, to have the confidence to embrace the extraordinary opportunities presented by digital data and marketing automation technology. And anyone ticking all those three boxes would be a serious player in my mind. And what are some of the biggest new capabilities being sought after that stand out to you? Well, I'd say that there's, there's, there's a number of areas, but um, I think firstly, marketers today must be comfortable handling all aspects of content creation, curation and, and publishing. You know, we all know content is increasingly the oxygen by which marketing breathes today. Secondly, you know, I've mentioned this earlier, but experience at using marketing technology, automation platforms like Salesforce or Marketo, or not necessarily using themselves, but understanding what, what the dynamics are of, of what they're able to, to do with that technology. And then third, I think an interesting area for me is, is someone who really understands the local digital advertising landscape and can get into the complexities and potential pitfalls around programmatic platforms and and the the increasingly difficult validity of of tracking and measuring marketing performance in that context content marketing uh, at, at Hayes you generate like you mentioned you generate a lot of reports on uh, on the world of marketing but also various ones on uh, the current world of work and the future of work as well as articles every day Content is a huge part of, of your operation. How do, you, how do you sort of see that rolling into your marketing operations a bit more broadly? For, from my perspective, the focus on, on content really started when we launched our new brand proposition around recruiting experts worldwide because a, a key part of that was proving 
demonstrating that we could walk the talk in terms of being recruiting experts. And when you think of what that means that we can comment on and produce content about, it's anything impacting the world of work. So going back to 2011, a huge focus from a head office point of view and a local point of view has been positioning Hayes as an expert on what is going on under the under the hood of the world of work. We produce a magazine every six months called the Hayes Journal. We produce insight into the global skills landscape jointly with Oxford Economics. We produce market reports virtually weekly or quarterly. Uh, we produce highly respected salary salary guides and, and insight into what's what what the trends are and you know in, in, in really down into quite micro level of, of a sector. It all started with us being passionate about wanting to walk the talk around being recruiting experts worldwide. So we had a real head of steam going into the digital and social age of blog production, um, sharing, liking. And when you have an army of consultants around the world sharing and liking and, and, and commenting and contributing with their own insight, it really creates a, a formidable voice and a, a kind of tsunami of information and insight. And we harness that really, really powerfully. And what about education? So are there any qualifications, uh, formal or uh, even just things like digital short courses that a lot of people are equipping themselves with recently? Are there any qualifications that you're looking for in your marketing hires? Well, if I'm interviewing someone early in their career who studied marketing or related subject at uni or whatever, it would give me confidence that they were committed to the course. But... If I'm interviewing a candidate later in their career and they demonstrate great commitment to personal development, whether that be through in tandem with their organization or, or through their own personal endeavors and, and proactive approach, I think that's always a good sign. But I, I wouldn't, you know, I don't see it as an imperative, but it's always a, a good sign of someone's belief in, in themselves that they're investing in developing their skills and their knowledge, etc. And is there anything else, any big ones that jump out at you on a on a job application, on a resume that you're you're really looking out for that might help uh, one candidate get the job over another? Marketeers who have got a global remit are incredibly valued. Okay. And when you think about it, most marketing functions are kind of within a country, but where someone has experience at dealing with international marketing challenges for an organisation, that's a really valuable skill or set experience set um, because anyone who kind of understands some of the dynamics at dealing with Brazil versus Australia or whatever it might be, that's hard to find. And I really can't emphasize enough how international experience and by which I don't mean, well, I partly mean working in another country, but I also mean working across geographies. So I look at some of my people that the group in London, they're, you know, they're dealing with Sydney and they're dealing with yeah, Sao Paulo. Yeah, and yeah. That's, that's a skill. And you work pretty closely with your Australian team. Um, are there any sort of trends that you notice that exist here in the Australian market that perhaps don't, don't appear in the UK or in your other markets? Yes, there are nuances of difference between the marketing job landscape in Australia compared to the rest of the world but they will also vary by sector and by seniority. Um, but let me give you some trends that, that we're seeing at a macro level. So first, 
digital skills are becoming a de facto norm uh, in the requirements for any marketing role. And it's not just that you can be looking at hiring a specialist digital marketeer. All of your marketeers, whether they're strategists or strategists or executors, must be comfortable with how the digital developments are impacting their business. Second, employees are getting more prescriptive in looking for candidates who understand the customer journey and can foster customer centricity within their organization. Uh, third is a pretty obvious trend that there is much demand for the performance marketeer who is really effective at utilizing data analytics, generating sophisticated segmentation models, and are very comfortable using data to make informed commercial decisions. And finally, I think there's an increasing trend for organizations to bring content skills in-house, employing content managers and writers, as well as content producers who understand how to deliver the content experience across digital channels. We always get into tech and automation with all of our guests. It's a big uh, part of marketing today. We've touched on tech, but does automation play any part of your work at Hayes? Definitely. Technology and automation are right at the heart of the recruitment process today. And any organization wanting to lead our sector needs a winning strategy around data. We use data and technology not just across the operational business, but right across the marketing function to, to achieve three main things. First, to ensure we're connected with the right people. Second, to determine their approachability for any given role. And then third, to be able to fill that vacancy for a client and give that selected candidate their chance to succeed. And we need to do all of that at pace and scale that humans alone cannot deliver. And is that something you've sort of seen uh, accelerate in the last sort of five years, 10 years? How has it sort of crept its way into your remit? Well, yes, the role of the recruiter is being transformed and that has really accelerated, I would say, in the last two to three years. We're focused on building an ecosystem that will allow us to accumulate multi-channel signals from clients and candidates and at a scale and velocity which was unimaginable three, four, five years ago. And our system aims to gather millions of new data points every day and this might be a combination of downloads, likes, shares, searches, applications, and all of that information is captured to help us build a real-time picture of our client and candidate interests every day. And our aim within that is to become the trusted lifelong partner to tens of thousands of clients and millions of, of candidates, as this, this kind of helps do what we're trying to do, which is present opportunities to to candidates and, and, and help improve their lives. So we're using tech to really deliver and, and accelerate our ability to deliver on our purpose. Very nice. And we will take a look into the future, as we always do at the end. So, Sholto, please tell me, Hayes in five years' time. Recognised as the world's most innovative and profitable recruitment firm. And Sholto in five years' time? Well, in my spare time, I compete as a master's sprinter, so it would be a great achievement to be running the same times for the 60 metres and 100 metres in five years' time as I do today. Very nice. And the profession of marketing in five years' time? Universally recognised as a core and critical function in any organisation, having finally eliminated that legacy reputation of being primarily a sales support function. Perfect. 
Sholto Douglas-Hume, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Ben. Thanks again to Sholto Douglas-Hume for taking the time to appear on Marcast. If you enjoyed the chat, don't forget to rate and subscribe to our podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you're looking for more marketing content to get the edge, check out marketingmag.com.au. We'll see you next time. Marcast is made possible by Hayes Marketing and Digital, the recruiting experts in marketing and digital roles across Australia for a wide range of industries and job functions. For the latest insights on what it takes to be a marketing director, download the Hayes Report, DNA of a Marketing Director, at haze.com.au.